0: Training Camp 2023 previews continue. We're looking at the safeties for the San Francisco 49ers in 2023. The camp battles for the end of the roster. Presumed starters. And what we expect from the 49ers' first selection in the NFL draft this year, rookie safety Jair Brown. Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter on threads. Find us wherever you uh, wherever you look. You're going to find me and Croc, especially on YouTube and wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Thanks. everyone. And week
1: one in Pittsburgh.
0: And week one in Pittsburgh. If you live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and turn over some rocks, you might find us there in week one of the NFL season. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're talking safeties, Croc, and we're starting with the DBs, being that my co-host is a DB expert, former professional defensive back. He's got the, the uh, hardware to prove it, Arena Bowl champion, and uh he, he lost it somebody stole it no okay we got it we're good okay <laughs> if i see a san jose sabercats championship ring on ebay man i'm gonna look at it real close does it have your name on it Croc? oh
1: yeah it, uh i don't know if you can see it the lighting is oh yeah soccer, uh, it's nice db number six san jose sabercats has the year has our record 20 and one Woo. Yeah, I got some other DB stuff here, too, though. Best defensive back um, I got right here. 2014 Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Portland Thunder. Portland Thunder. Yeah, man. You know? know. Yeah, we need to change your bio information. Former number one overall draft pick in the Arena League Supplemental Draft, Eric Crocker.
1: Yeah, man, yeah. I always forget that because it was kind of like – I didn't even know they had a draft. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh, hey, you were the first pick. What?
1: Yeah. Somebody actually had to tell me, like, huh you just got to take a number one. I'm like, in what? I thought <laughs> it was like, I don't know, friends, I don't know, flag football league or something.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, that's awesome. Look at it, uh, defense backs, because I, I know you've been watching the, the Netflix doc, the quarterbacks thing, and featuring Patrick Mahomes, and, and there's some 49ers that show up against Patrick Mahomes in that. I haven't seen it yet, but you, you noticed something about the 49ers' safety. So I want to start there, Croc. What do you see with the 49ers' safeties, specifically that, that starting unit um, that, that, that might impact the 49ers now and going forward?
1: There's a couple of things that really stands out, and, and you see both ends of it. The 49ers' safeties, they are able to play with great anticipation. I think that's why they're playmakers. I mean, on one play... Where you see Gibson just really just drive on a route, cuts it off. I mean, play with great anticipation, dives. It kind of ricochets off his hands. Then to Funga, I don't even know where he came from. He's diving over the top, and he actually makes the interception. And that was one of the things where Mahomes was confused because nobody plays us like that. But if they're going to play tight, we're going to throw the ball over the top. And after that, especially watching some All-22, because I was watching, I wanted to see the Lenore against the Chiefs and just what that might have looked like. But I it's very very apparent to me that as much as everyone says 40 times for safeties doesn't matter, it doesn't matter until it does. And I say that about the big arm, right? Quarterbacks. You don't have to have a big arm until you need a big arm. And there's a certain play where it's just like, I just couldn't get out, I couldn't get it out there enough. Cause I just that's not really in my repertoire of the throws I'm able to make. And when you watch that clip on quarterback, and there was some other stuff I've seen on all 22 recently. The 49ers turn and run. I've been talking about Travis Ward, their safeties don't turn and, turn and run very well either. So they do an amazing job of playing from depth and being able to come down and drive on routes. But once you start kind of getting downfield, their speed starts to be a little bit more apparent. And it was never more apparent, even. I mean, Hufunga, there was times where it's just like, whoa, I'm glad. Quarterback didn't see that. guy got about 10 yards behind you just now. But Gibson in the Chiefs game, uh Juju Smith Schuster caught, I don't know, caught like a 10-yard pass, 12-yard pass, however many yards it was. He caught a ball and was at like a standstill. And then turned and then just raced to the end zone and scored. And Gibson is in pursuit, and he just never makes up any ground. Now the, Juju Smith-Schuster is not a burner. He's not the fastest of guys <laughs> at all. He's right? like four or six guy, whatever he is. He's not fast. But he just ran, and, and you keep thinking, like, oh, Gibson's going to close that space. He's going to close that space. And he just never did. And then all of a sudden, he gets blocked, and then Juju runs in for a touchdown. And you never know, right? Let's say Gibson is faster, and he makes the tackle. Well, we saw in that same game, Jimmy Garoppolo throw an interception on the goal line. I saw in other games where you see Patrick Mahomes turn the ball over in the goal line. So at least give your team a chance. Well, that lack of speed kind of bit you there. And it's not something that shows up all the time for the 49ers. But when people go go out and they say, and, and I know we're going to talk about Jair Brown, that speed doesn't matter, or 40 times doesn't matter. And I agree, game speed matters more or whatever. But more times than not, like your true speed will show up at some point. And for the 49ers, if there is a... Anything about the safeties that worry me a little bit is that they don't have next level athleticism. Again, great anticipation, tremendous playmakers. Then with Gibson, as long as he's played in the NFL and all the plays he's made, and we talked about his interception with 32 career interceptions. That's amazing. You're you're no bum. But are there times where their lack of speed is going to show up and really bite the 49ers? And that's the one thing that kind of worries me a little bit as it pertains to the safety position.
0: And, and obviously, they played really well together all year. Last year, did Hufanga and Gibson. And, uh, but, but when you put them together, they both, you know, neither one of them have that, that top end speed. Cause sometimes you get guys like, oh, this guy's more of a strong safety. He, and then the other guy over the top has more of the range to go sideline to sideline. I think that's why we see more too high shells for the 49ers uh, on the back end. So they don't have to have as much range. And And Hufanga's game is is really about big plays. And he gave up some big plays. And sometimes it's not because of him not being able to turn a run with guys. It's just over-aggressiveness, you know, heading downhill towards the line of scrimmage, which he is so good at. He is so good at closing on the football, so good at coming downhill and seeing things in front of him. Uh, and that's why he made an all-pro. And he makes so many plays and gets his hands on footballs. So Deshaun Gibson had five interceptions for the 49 Niners last year. And um, he seems to always be in the right place, but it's those times when you're just kind of not quite in the right place or when you need to get somewhere and you can't get there. It's really the only downfall of the 49ers safeties on the back end. And and really when you look at the entire 49ers safety group, rookie Jair Brown, not a burner, uh, their corners really aren't, aren't the most athletic group as far as top end speed. And, in fact, it might be one of the slower defensive back groups in the entire NFL crowd. And it doesn't mean they're bad. It's just speed is not their thing.
1: It just means th- they, they got to win in a different way. And I think that the way that the secondary is built right now, based off how they kind of put it together, is just very specific. Uh, you know, we talked about the NFL kind of changing the defenses and, and them kind of catching up to the offenses and being more multiple when you don't have that legit athleticism on the back end to trust guys to do all these different things, you can disguise all you want, but ultimately you have to do like that one specific thing that you do very well. And if you do do anything else, you kind of have to sneak into it. Like if I'm the 49ers right now, I'd have, I'd be worried about, Oh, we're just going to line up with our guys pressed up on the outside with a single high safety. I, no, let's show too high. And at the snap, wait half a second and then roll down and then belt to your third. Right. You know, like show yeah. it really late. you know like it's not something you want to line up where you know the uh, Miami Dolphins with Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey on the outside, they might just say we'll tell you what we're in all day and you're just gonna have to beat us like that. But the 49ers I think they know hey that might not be our strength. what the 49ers do, well, they do it extremely well and at a very high level. It Will it burn them at some point? And I always look at that. Everybody, you know, they they want to talk about the 90% of the time. And and that's great. 90% of the time, it looks awesome. That 10% of the time, it just worries me that it can bite you at any time. And and it's something that you're not prepared to be able to combat. That's the part. Because anything can happen. And if you're prepared for it, but then they just get you, okay, cool. But if it's that one thing where we know it could happen we just hope it doesn't because we don't have the answer and then it does i'm more that's what kind of worries me a little bit
0: yeah will Will teams be able to scheme to that and try to utilize that weakness against the 49ers or will gibson and Hufonga, like they did last year be in the right place almost all the time and make a lot more big plays than they give up which they did and, and you know hopefully that continues because they are a good group and it's a really solid group of, of safeties for the 49ers and they just they clearly have one weakness, and we know what that is, but that means opposing offenses do too.
1: Kyle Shanahan, or George Kittle went on and talked about Kyle Shanahan and how he'll run the same play over and over to kind of show something, and then he'll get you later in the game. And teams, they're, they might like something that they have on the 49er secondary but maybe won't show it until it's like, all right, release the Kraken. And, and now all of a sudden – towards the end they try to get you now one thing about the 49ers over the last however many years they've been in position to win a lot of games so i think it's a little bit more difficult when you're playing against the niners because they're just so good everywhere Mm -hmm. but yeah that's just one thing where i'm just like a, a little bit more athleticism would would be ideal but camp they have battles. the team very well. So. Right. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh, there are some camp battles at the safety position, defensive backs, and flexibility between safety slash corner that we'll get to, and and what to expect from Penn State rookie safety Jair Brown. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with some players that are guaranteed fits for your roster. So with draft prep underway, who's the 1.1? We all know who it is. Uh, that's Christian McCaffrey, San Francisco 49ers running back. When you're making that first overall pick in your draft Feel good knowing that you are going to get the rushes, the receptions, the touchdowns, the overall usage from the most complete running back in the NFL, which is Christian McCaffrey, who is a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well more than 300 touches again in his first full season with the San Francisco 49ers, the centerpiece of that offensive engine. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship this season, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay motors has it. And They'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, say goodbye to sweating. If your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know, you'll always be set up for success from the get go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a quick click away for parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only for U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Looking at rookie Jair Brown. Uh, croc, really fun tape, and he is he plays so similar to Talanoa Hufanga, and his athletic profile is so similar to Tashawn Gibson. Uh, either one of those guys goes down, I feel like, Jair Brown is plug and play, played a lot of football in college to jump right in either at strong safety or free safety because I see him being able to do both. But uh, if both of those guys are healthy, could we see a little three safety look? Because Jair Brown did a lot of good work near the line of scrimmage in college as well.
1: I think when you look at how the 49ers played their safeties last year, they definitely want guys that are interchangeable or are more than capable of having guys that are interchangeable. And I know Jimmy Ward, he was a little different. Some of the things they asked him to do, uh, we're playing in a slot, man-to-man, and you might not ask any of these three guys to do that. But just in the sense of just being uh, too high, be smart, understanding where I need to be, the limitations as well, I think he can step, step in, and you wouldn't notice much of a difference from those things and the playmaking element to his game. I mean, this is a guy who is extremely clear right away when you turn on his film why he makes as much plays as he does. I remember watching his film, and I watched like three games. And in 3 games he didn't have a takeaway right now i understand what he's done over his 2 years at penn state i know he's a, a junior college guy as well but he led the nation in interceptions in those 2 years that he played at penn state so clearly he could take the ball away but even without him taking the ball away i i was like i see why he's a playmaker he he's his motor and his like just kind of floating floating to where he's supposed to be it was crazy. I'd see him on a crossing route and he'd be guarding one guy, then the ball is thrown to another guy, and he just like, all of a sudden, he just, it almost felt like he teleports, and now he's there to make a tackle or there, he's there to break up a ball. And it's like, well, how did he get from there to there? He's flying around. I mean, there, there were some things I saw where I want to say he had to miss tackles, where it's like, did it, he close his eyes or something? But as far as playing like full speed 100% of the time, it was really exciting to see his game identify his strengths and weaknesses and how he fits in with the 49ers. And like you said, I think he fits in very well.
0: So you're saying he plays like the Madden glitch, you know, when you have that Madden glitch where you think the, the DB or the linebackers over here and running this way and you make a throw over here and somehow he's able to go Shh, over there and get it and intercept yeah. the that uh, that's uh, Jair Brown nickname Madden glitch.
1: That's how that nickname Madden glitch. That's exactly how he plays.
0: Uh, There's not a ton of competition for, uh, I think, what Jair Brown's role is now and future for the 49ers, and, and clearly those three players are locks for the team. Uh, Kroc, when we look at how the 49ers broke camp last year, and you know it's pretty standard to have around nine defensive backs, and they broke last year with nine defensive backs, one of those being Ch- Jimmy Ward. They started the season on the injured list, and they signed Tayshaun Gibson right at the end of camp. He came in, started free safety, and boom. But they So they basically started the season with five corners, four safeties, one of those safeties being Jimmy Ward, who left, brought in Tayshaun Gibson to replace him, but then they ended up bringing Jimmy Ward back, And so it was kind of four and a half safeties, four and a half corners on the 49ers roster for the most part last year. Um, So when you have Gibson now already locked in and you have Talano Hufanga with the rookie Jair Brown, that's three, there might not only be room for for one more safety. And the guy last year was George Odom. And so George Odom's still around. He's a really good special teams player. Uh, When we're looking at the, the back end of this roster, is there even room for a Taylor Hawkins, who was an undrafted free agent last year? or Avery Young, who is an undrafted free agent this year, or maybe somebody who could play a little, you know, slot slash corner slash safety, Quantrez Knight, Miles Hartsfield, or one of those guys. Um, It's going to be really difficult to break this roster if everyone's healthy at safety.
1: I like that you added that little caveat at the end, if everyone is healthy, because that's the main thing right there. Somebody always gets hurt on every team, right? I mean, you know, I talk about me with the Jets and, just in preseason alone, in training camp, uh, Aaron Berry went down, torn ACL. I remember uh, Videl uh, Hazleton, he goes down, torn ACL. You see some shoulders, some con- concussions. They're all kinds of different things that help someone else make the roster. So, yeah, I think those guys, even heading in, and that's the interesting thing, like just understanding the business side of football, they got their four safeties. The, the only way they don't have their four safeties is if they cut Gibson. Outside of him, everyone else is a lock. And I don't see them cutting Gibson, but if there is someone where it's just like, uh, you know, we got this young guy. We've seen them do that, right? Vance McDonald. He's a tight end. He's a starter. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Vance, we can trade you to Pittsburgh because this guy, George Kittle, we just really like him. So we'll play him and Selick, right? So we've seen them do that. And that could be the case with Gibson where it's just like, Gibson, we really like you and we love everything that you did last year. But we're going to go ahead and try out Brown. He's just ready, bro. He's ready right now. So we're going to play him right now. And we don't want to take away from his snaps. So we'll just let you go. And uh, maybe we'll bring you back on the practice squad. And then the other guys are definitely potentially practice squad because Odom, he's a special teams ace. So he ain't going nowhere. So right now, if you are the Hawkins and the Avery's and the Quantress Knights, if you're any of those guys in your head, if everybody's healthy and they're not cutting anyone, yeah, I got to win practice practice squad spot over this other guy.
0: Right. Yeah. So there's still competition there for the or, practice squad spot or, or the 53rd spot on the roster. But like we saw last year, Jimmy Ward got hurt, so uh, one play away from from being an extra roster spot open.
1: And, and one more thing, also those guys and they understand this. You're not you're you're you are you are auditioning for all the other 31 teams as well. So I think we look at them like, man, is there space for them on the Niners? But well, for them and what their coaches, like, they'll tell you you're you're auditioning for every team. So if you don't want something on film and you don't want these other teams to see it, then don't put it on film. Put your best stuff on film. So if it's not here, then it's somewhere else because everyone knows it's it's a numbers game.
0: More on the bottom of the roster battle. A couple more of these names and and then looking at the corners and and how the numbers could come together for the 49ers uh, as they compete at training camp. And one thing we haven't talked about this week, Croc, which is non-safety related, is is Debo Samuel exiting an interview a little bit early and and making some waves this week and and, uh, our takes on that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you feel good. They make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs shorts do uh, the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better if you're looking for those types of shorts because they fit better because regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fixed all those issues by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and they move everywhere you need to all day long, all summer long and with anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry in those summer months. I love my bird dog shorts. I can't stand up and show them right now, but they're so comfortable. You can get them, you know, they got the long pants, they got the short pants, you get it with a liner or without the liner. So i got some long pants that i love you can wear them to work you look professional wear it out to the golf course it moves with you they're my favorite golf long pants but the shorts that i'm wearing today it's a warm day they've got the liner you can hang out barbecue hang out in the backyard you can jump in the pool with them if you want to uh and they're just so comfortable and they're great for podcasting by the way Croc not wearing his bird dogs because uh and i don't know this for a fact but i'm pretty sure that Croc doesn't normally wear pants at all while podcasting but he's probably gonna put his bird dogs on right after is that correct
1: right 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 after <laughs> I do record most podcasts in my underwear
0: he dropped that no, that information on me yesterday that's not something I've seen but he's like hey you a <laughs> answer like what do you mean do I wear pants <laughs> go to birddogs.com and get yourself some pants to wear whether you're podcasting hanging by the pool or going to work in your birddogs.com slash Locked on NFL to enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com/slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, so let go through some of these names again. And and a name we didn't mention, when we were talking about corners and previewing that was uh Deshaun Jameson Croc. And he's a player we've talked a little bit about out of uh, Texas undrafted free agent. And when you start looking at these numbers and you start counting up nine players, you've got, uh, you know, the locks, the starting players, which is, you know, as long as everyone's healthy, you've got D'Amador Lenore and, and Hufanga and Gibson and Charvarius Ward and Isaiah Oliver. So there's five right there. You're only taking maybe four more guys to your 53-man roster. And when you've got rookie Jair Brown is one of those special teams, ace um, George Odom, one of those, the last two fifth rounders in Samuel Womack and Darrell Luter, I'm a nine already, Croc, and that's not talking about free agent, um, special teamer, slot guy, Miles Hartsfield. That's not talking about Quantrez Knight or Taylor Hawkins or Ambry Thomas even. So there's there might even be some tough cuts of guys we expected to make the roster earlier on this offseason. So this is a nice little battle and maybe even some, some battle for starting spots that – that Darrell Luter and rookie uh, fellow rookie Jair Brown have an opportunity to maybe sneak in there. And who knows, maybe Sammy Womack can go wrestle that away from, from Isaiah Oliver. Maybe a miles Hartsfield makes it impossible to cut him because of how good and versatile he is. So this is actually a pretty fascinating defensive back group. Even with healthy, there's going to be a tough cut or two.
1: There definitely is. And you know, the second thing about this is I remember sitting there and Antonio Camardi was like, man, we do know, we already know which guys are making the team. And I'm like, dang, he ain't talking about me. <laughs> you
0: know? Oh, man.
1: Like, these guys know. They're, for the most part, they know. You you would have to do some real shocking stuff in camp. But, you know, the, the Javarius Ward, he could tell you right now, like, yeah, these are going to be our corners. These are going to be our safeties.
0: Right. Yeah. And they know even better than we do.
1: Uh, that just sucks for the guys that you know. I've been there. I've been. I've been yeah, that guy where.
0: But you got an opportunity. You, are, you are, are
1: not one, one of them. them.
0: Because any of those guys that think they're locked in could get hurt and not be there all season long. And uh there's your opportunity.
1: And here's the thing. And I remember it felt like this what was it, 2018, 2019, where Emmanuel Mosley, and it's like, man, like this guy is good. Emmanuel Mosley, like, man, this guy's good. He plays outside blue. Play. No matter how good he was, I didn't think I saw a different Emmanuel Mosley at any other time. It just wasn't his time. So I was like, ah, now nah, we got to let you go. You got to go to practice squad.
0: Well, remember that offseason, there was the other highly, the, the other undrafted free agent out of Florida State that they gave more money to. Terrence McFadden. Yeah, Terrence McFadden. And we watched preseason, and I, I, you weren't co-hosting the, the podcast, but I think we had talked about this, and, and I had you on as a guest. And it was like, oh, this Mosley dude's better.
1: I liked Mosley's film better at Tennessee. Mm. Now, he's also my kind of cornerback. You know, I like the 5'11", 190, you know, and then you look at his measure. He was like, you know, his three-comb was quick. You know, he was shit, tw- twitchy. He had good feet. You know, I'm watching him, and his change of direction was good. So – mcfadden while he had the eight interception season after that it wasn't great he gave up a ton of interceptions that last year he looked very sluggish did not look fast didn't run fast and i was like i I like this Mosley guy better then they started playing and you start to see mosley do more with when that second unit came in he was starting on the outside and then ultimate in nickel situations he'd go to the inside and then a mcfadden would come and i'm like they like Mosley more than McFadden.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was T's table is the same way. And they, they have like, you know, it might work in college. He makes a lot of big plays and you're on the NFL radar and then you see these guys move around here. I guess it's that's nah, not gonna fly on the NFL level. Uh so you're saying Scott or Scout Crockey wouldn't have been high on player Crock?
1: Uh no. No. But- uh, I say that, but then when I watch stuff on me, like I watch like one yeah, of my highlights, I'm
0: like, a, This guy's a dog. He's got hands.
1: He moves well. He's athletic, tall guy. What, 6'2? Like, you know, when I watch it, it's like, Okay, I see it. But in my head, how I view myself, you know, I don't view myself as the athlete. You know, I'm next to Antonio Camardi. He's like, Why does he look two inches taller than me?
0: Yeah, I'm free. Why is he
1: 20 pounds heavier than me? And why is he faster than me? Beat me in every sprint? Uh, I'm probably Bring not going to be. Long it. Arms. Why is this? Why is this undrafted DN, that six five two fifty beating me in every drill that we do? Like, I ain't going to last too much longer here.
0: <laughs> All right, we got to get this really quick, Croc. Just your, your quick uh, take on Debo Samuel ending a CBS radio interview early when he's continually asked about the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: I liked it. Read the room or, or read your host. If you If you had a host on, and you could tell he's kind of giving you short answers. Some of the questions that you're asking, he he doesn't really he's not answering them probably the way. And you could tell, like, ah, some kind of just you throw him a oop, man. What do you expect out of this year? And then, all right, man, thank you for your time, Debo Samuel. And if the would did that, nothing would have happened. He kept poking. He kept poking at a guy that was clearly not really feeling what he was asking. And I, you know, I heard different sound bites. Uh, so it's not like it was right away that Debo hung up, but it, it felt like after the Trey Lance question, that's when he was like kind of taken back. So, did you hear the Trey Lance question?
0: I didn't hear the Trey. I only heard the part that he hung up about, and yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't in that short clip. It does make it seem like the interview started with the Philly questions and ended right away.
1: Yeah, no, he had asked Debo Samuel about Trey Lance, like, hey, and, and the, the way he asked the question, too, he came off as kind of this, like
0: oh i hate it. just just hearing the two questions that i heard him ask in the clip i saw it's like who's this chucklehead this is this is terrible and like i don't like to talk smack about people who work in the same industry as me and um you know but that that was just bad and you got to be able to read the room man. i think you nailed it Croc. it's like he's, he doesn't want to answer those questions he gave you a couple opportunities to get out of there and go to a different line of questioning and you mm-hmm. didn't want to do it and just the way you were coming coming about it with the with the questions and it was just, I thought it was bad radio.
1: So he asked Debo about Trey Lance. He said, uh, Debo, Trey Lance, I don't know anything about him. Tell me about Trey Lance. Like, just like that. And Debo yeah. was like, well, you know, he's a big arm. He's really smart. You know, threw a lot out of him. Uh, you know, unfortunately he had the, uh, you know, the injury, but he came like, yeah, he worked really hard. And, you know, he said all those things. Then the guy said, well, is he going to be an NFL quarterback? Like, can he play in the NFL? And and then he asked, like, is is he – well, he's clearly not going to beat out Brock Purdy, so do you just trade him or release him? It was something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing it a bit, and I might be a little off. But it was along that type of questioning. And Debo said, man, that's about my pay grade.
0: So Debo was kind of already annoyed by some bad questions even before the Philly stuff started. And he's already gone down that road. And I love Debo's attitude about it, too, because, like, Debo's a competitive guy, and he's like, later.
1: He said, Man, awesome. I heard a, I heard a, a woman come on. Yeah. Uh, we have to go. I was yeah, like, is
0: uh, and he's like, What? Oh, we have Debo Samuel. He's like, Nope, not anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, stop asking me stupid questions. Yeah, now, uh, some people I, I get it right. Uh, Peter Bukowski, he's like, Well, you got to ask these questions, I, and I get it, but the way he was coming off as if. It, it felt like the way he was questioning at least those by sound bites i heard was that you owe me the response that I'm looking for
0: right that was and how he, it came
1: off I, I could be completely wrong and people other people heard it different but it felt like Debo you tell me you know and, and it was just and then oh Debo you were talking about us you know Philly and well what about now do you still have that same energy you know there's like Bro, who who is this guy that y'all yeah, got me out here with? You want to
0: hear my answer to that question that I answered six months ago? Go listen to that interview. Like this is a different interview. Give me different questions. You know?
1: a different interview, oh, bro. We're a week away from showing up for a 2023 season training camp. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and like, uh, like
1: he know, said, it's relevant and it's is relevant to they play. Well, and it'll come up when they when they play each other uh, towards the end of the season. All right, then holla at me then. But for right now, the questions that you're asking me about. And the way that you're coming off, it, listen, they, I've never heard anyone get like that with Rich Eisen when he's asking all these questions. They're very respectful. Even George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk when they were on and it's like, tell me yeah. about the quarterback position. And he's like, well, I actually hand the phone to my guy. And it was George Kittle. And George Kittle comes on and he's like, everybody wants to ask us this same question. But the way he did it, you know, it's kind of like a joking manner, even though, you know, he's kind of not joking. And then Juszczyk uh, ele- elegantly responded and talked about Brock Purdy and the quarterback situation and and how he felt about it, and and it was cool. But there's a way to come off to where you can maybe even eventually get the answer out of the guys that are tired of answering these questions for the last three years about the quarterback position to where they don't feel like they got to hand the phone off to their publicist to get me out. I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. That's very rare that that happens. But when you heard the guy's tone, it's like, I wouldn't want to talk to him either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and he had, he gave him, Debo gave the dude opportunities to move on, and he didn't. So that's on him at that point. And Debo could have given a longer, you know, more um, PC answer and been like, "Oh, just a new season, focused on training camp." And he was like, you know, "That's boring." And instead of giving a boring answer, Debo was like, "Later, dude. I have no problem with it. No problem at all with it." Uh, uh,
1: instead of giving them the boring answer, Debo was like, "Subscribe
0: to this video." <laughs> exactly. He's out from this video. What Debo <laughs> said. I, I like the uh, I like the mindset. Debo's locked in right now. He's he's competitive. He's ready to go. Uh, you got to know who you're talking to, man. Like sure. in season for Debo Samuel coming up.
1: There, you, you have to know who you're talking to. There are certain players where they'll give you the, you know, kind of the fun, run around, no matter how you ask the question. And there are other guys. I just heard, you know, I saw this little clip of James Harrison and someone had asked him, hey, how was your draft day? He's like, I didn't get drafted. You know that? Like, who is the guy? You know, it's like sometimes guys aren't going to be – they're not going to be playful back with you.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. No doubt. Uh, And especially when the guy lets you know. Like, Debo had already let him know. Like, we're done talking about this. And he kept that. And he asked him again. So, you screwed up. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Talk to you next time. Lockdown 49ers.
1: Subscribe to this video.